listening to the Femme Codes podcast, a sacred space for your erotic embodiment and sensual empowerment. Here I share the codes for leading radical women into their highest expressions of self, into leading turned on orgasmic lives. Hello loves and welcome to episode 7 of the Femme Codes podcast. So this episode is going to be real juicy and I'm going to be taking a little dive into the erotic archetypes, specifically two of them that are my most favorite, mm, definitely my favorite two archetypes that I most embody and like to play with, especially in the realm of sexual healing and sexual liberation. So I am currently recording at home, yet it is raining outside, and this is the first time that I am recording a podcast episode with the rain going, so if you can hear a bit of a pitter-patter, that is what it is, Um, but we're going to roll with it. So the first erotic archetype that I'm going to be talking about today is the sacred slut. The sacred slut archetype. And the second archetype that I'm going to be delving into is the seductress. Oh, I love the seductress. I love, love, love the seductress. Um, Yeah, so the sacred slut. Mm, I just want to take a moment here to just witness how this feels in your body, how the word, even just the word slut feels in your body. Because if you are like most women, and this used to be myself included, so I am speaking here from experience and also from witnessing and hearing these sort of resonances between women that I also work with and women that are just genuinely in the collective. Um, And yeah, the word slut, if you're like many of us, will feel like very ick, shame, wrong, like a no in the body, like being a slut is called bad or dirty. It makes you less worthy. It makes you become less uh, worthy of marriage, less worthy of relationship, uh, less worthy of having a, a man in your life. So these are some of the conditionings that might come up in your system, uh, especially if you've been... Hmm, exposed to the lines of patriarchy, exposed to societal conditioning around what it means to be sexual, what it means to enjoy pleasure as a woman, and what it means to be a sexual being. So there has been, I just want to destigmatize this first. I want to really delve into it and destigmatize all of the, well, bullshit that has been placed around this word. Because back in the ancient days, right, just for a little bit of foundational groundwork here back in the ancient days when we look at even the greek times there were talk of women and priestesses that were in representation of a certain goddess Um, say for example like aphrodite these women that were in representation to the goddess would go onto the temples and these are sacred temples they would go onto the temples and they would have sex with the men there this in itself was referred to either sacred sexuality and sacred prostitution. Back in those days, sexuality was used as healing. It was used as something that is holy, something that is a portal to God, goddess consciousness. 
Over the times, though, however, this has been used as patriarchy to shame women. It has been used to degrade women from being sexual, sexual, <laughs> from being sexual and owning their bodies. So this patriarchal standard may make it seem like having sex is wrong or sinful. Uh, this can come through the weavings of religions, which I also have nothing against if I just want to make sure that this is a safe space. Also, if you are religious um, and you abide by these terms or this is your sort of faith and I support you in that and I honor you in that. However, it is not mine and this is just what I've seen weaved into some religions. This is an inclusive space for all. So I've seen this weaved in through Christianity, through Catholicism as well in a way. There has been a lot of distortion around sexuality and what it means to be sexual, which isn't necessarily... Excuse me, which isn't necessarily right or wrong, it just is. So, the word slut has been used as a sort of dagger into a woman's body, into her womb, essentially saying that if you have sex, you become a slut, weaponizing this word slut. So, there is so much beauty when a woman reclaims the word slut in a sacred way, when she reclaims being a slut, and this is called the sacred slut. This is taking power back from sexuality, from stigma, from the socializing of sexuality, and we are taking it back to be sacred. So I call this a sacred slut because she has so much power within her. And I'm going to delve into exactly what she is all about just in a moment. But first, I'm going to read you a post that I wrote about nine months ago. It was around nine months, yeah, around eight to nine months ago. And I wrote in this post, this is something I shared on Instagram. If you are on this podcast, you will most likely have found me from Instagram. So welcome. And this post said, a woman connected to her sexual energy is one in her power. Reclaiming this part of you acts as a fierce declaration to the world, speaking the words, I'm not afraid to express my whole erotic self. You can be sexual and worthy. You can be erotic and sacred. You can be provocative and still deeply respected. You will never be separate from source because you chose to embody your sexual essence. You'll only be closer. Just let that sink in for a minute. I really want to let these words viscerally sink into your body. These words are something that I feel are very resonant with the sacred slut archetype. So who is she? The sacred slut archetype is sexually empowered. She is a woman or a royal being who claims her truth fully. She is self-righteous in a sense. She owns her sexuality, her pleasure. She's unafraid to take up space. She holds this raunchy kind of in-your-face energy. It's like that woman that walks into a room and she takes up all the space and nothing can stop her. Yet she does it with love. She does it with power. She does it with this integrity in her, in what she knows to be her truest energy. She is proud of how she shows and expresses herself in these elements. She is a woman that 
will own and go for exactly what she wants unapologetically she has no shame in her desires she allows it to be the fuel for her vision the fuel for her the gift that she brings to the world through her body through her own expression so where might you see her we might see the sacred slot come out in the bedroom of course wink wink (laughs) we might see her sucking her lover's cock with so much passion and ecstasy and so much pleasure through doing it we might feel her wild raunchy energy during sex the part of a woman that says more 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 give me more or the part of a woman that is so deeply loud and wild and open in her sexual energy you might feel her taking up space in the room when she walks into somewhere This part of a woman that desires to be noticed for a fullness. And I just want to make a note here that there is nothing wrong with this. There is nothing wrong with a woman who desires to be seen for her radiance, for her beauty and for her body. There's nothing wrong with this. Society is what has made this something that is deemed as wrong or uh, sinful or less adequate. And that simply isn't the truth. The thing is, if you are a woman and you identify with being predominantly feminine in your essence, meaning that you are Shakti, energy of the universe, you are very much deep into your pleasure and this sexual being, and you have a lot of emotion through you, then this is actually a feminine quality. To be witnessed in your radiance is a feminine quality. However, it can become shadow when a woman starts to rely on this unhealthily for her validation. This is when it starts to move into more of the shadow feminine, into the the wounded feminine. Or when she is hyper-focused on getting uh, getting validation or hyper-focused on being seen through an egoic pursuit. So the shadow side of the sacred slut can come out through using sex for love. She might use people purely for sex without being connected to the heart space. She might be uh, attention hungry, very attention hungry to a point where it becomes unhealthy. And she might act from her shadow because of it. So these are some of the shadow aspects of the sacred slut. She may also come through wearing a very provocative outfit, say lacy black lingerie and gloves and something that is really, really revealing. She might come up as the woman that is twerking in the middle of the room sometimes. She's essentially the part of a woman that is unapologetic in her expression. So I feel the sacred slut in myself when i am very much in the bedroom she comes out of me as this like sex hungry woman this woman that just wants more 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 or she might come out when i am dancing and i'm doing an embodiment practice when i am using the archetype of the sacred slut to allow more of my feminine energy to be moved through me to be seen to be witnessed to be held in the space and next is seductress so the seductress, oof, mm, I'm feeling so many goosebumps right now, even just speaking into her energy. Whew, okay, love. So the seductress is, she is a woman or an energy that seduces her lovers, seduces her life and seduces desire through herself. 
She is the walking invitation, glowing with magnetism, this kind of irresistible energy that those around her just cannot keep their eyes off. She's also a little bit slutty. She has a very teasing and temptress energetic to her. So she may come out in this sort of like, come here energy. This energy that you can't really figure out that it's happening, but you just feel this draw, this pull to her. She loves seduction itself. She loves a dose of romance. Um, I like to see the seductress coming out uh, in Latin dance. In I go to Latin dance every week. And during this, we have this sensual bachata dance that we do. And this dance is very much like moving the hips, moving the body, um, bending over and flipping your hair and just being this complete expression of feminine radiance and feminine sensuality. So I often see her coming out in this dance. She loves for her lovers to seduce her, to pull her in and let love be the mirror to who she is. She is a woman whose energy is able to magnetize simply through being who she is, simply through amplifying her true innate essence that is originally in her. So this means that she doesn't try to be anything else. She doesn't try to make the things happen per se. She doesn't have to change who she is. She doesn't have to change her words. She doesn't have to hide anything about her body, about her words, about her history, about her um, habits, whatever it is. She doesn't have to hide anything. She simply bees and this becomes magnetism for her because she starts to get closer and closer to the truth of who she is, meaning that the truth of who she is, which is this tantalizing seduction, becomes this full magnetic force. She tends to move between the worlds of forces. So I see her holding both of the poles of masculine and feminine very well. She knows how to weave her desires between these forces. She knows how to hmm, hold her anchor, how to tap into truth and consciousness, yet she knows how to truly receive the the desires that she's putting into the field. She kind of plants the seeds and then lets herself open to receive them. She knows how to take the action steps and then stand back to fully receive and open. Her passionate side runs deep. She is moved by the forces of feminine eros, which guides her through every step. She's the kind of energy and the kind of woman that'll send sweet videos to her lover, just lightly grazing her thighs or her breast, yet not showing her full self just yet. That sort of tease, the tease between forces. She might make them wait. She might come in with a playful little... Uh uh-uh, not yet, you don't get to touch me just yet, that kind of energy. She might transmit her seduction through her words, or she might transmit her seduction through simply being in her body. This means that her embodiment becomes a language of love. Her embodiment becomes a language of, of attraction, of a desire, of magnetism itself. Meaning that she can simply be in the room and she can just feel her heart in that moment she can just feel the energy that's moving through her body and that might come in the form of pleasure that might come in the form of breath that might come in the form of dance and touching her skin 
there's many ways it can come through but her simply just being in that energy becomes a walking desire she herself actually becomes an invitation on its own so i like to talk about this energetic between women being an invitation versus them having to demand from the world there is a difference between being an invitation and simply being in your radiance that source gives to you that the universe gives to you that your lover gives to you there's a difference between that this is where you become like a true offering with your energy and this true mm, force that really is open to receiving everything around you and there's a difference between that and then being this being an energy that is demanding like you know like I want you to do this you don't do that or fuck this like I'm sick of this like the universe never gives me that and then playing into victim 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 or I guess um, just having a moment where projection starts to come out instead can often project our desires when we do not feel met in a sense even in our heart in the bedroom we can tend to project this outwards in a way that is very human and there's nothing wrong with it however what I love to do is to become more of invitation through love through seduction through sensuality in a way that becomes an offering to the world itself in a way that adds more playfulness so there are very much many ways to do this say you have a lover and some of your needs are not being met then what you can do in that moment instead of projecting and being like you never do this to me i hate this i need to find something different da 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 um whatever you know uh vulnerable projections that we can sometimes send out instead of doing that what you could do from a delicious polarized moment and creating more intimacy and creating more closeness is you might bring out your seductress and you might put on some really yummy lingerie and walk out of the room and stand in front of him or her and you could just be like "Mm -mm, you don't get to touch this until you know whatever that thing is that you have been desiring you could do it in a way that is so open-hearted so with love and so with your seduction that it brings more intimacy into the moment And that is what I truly love about polarity work is that it creates more sexual polarity, more closeness, more love instead of more separation. So your seductress is a force of love. She is not using herself to take. She can when she is in her shadow side. When she is in her shadow side, what she does is she becomes manipulative She becomes a woman that knows her power but uses it not for the greater good of humanity, not for the greater good of her relationship and not for the greater good of her own connection to others in the world. So she may seduce through greed in her shadow state. She might use her energy to be leaky and um, for example she might go for men that are taken even though she knows that they are taken. She might get power hungry in a sense. But in her integrated side, baby, does she hold immense power? (laughs) So let's go through where the seductress might be seen. Where might she come up in your life? 
She might come up when crafting your dreams, when crafting your life, calling in a union. Uh, For example, this can be called manifestation if you want to call it that. I call it magnetism. I call it seducing life in through your energy, through your feminine being and through the magic of your sexuality. Because essentially when a woman embodies this energy, she isn't just using seduction as a means to create funner sexual play uh, or a kinky moment. She is using and playing with seduction as a way to magnetize her dreams, uh, the wealth that she wants, the connections that she desires, the sex that she wants. She becomes the seductress, the mistress and seductress to life itself, which is amazing. And she might come out in creating deeper polarity and relationship, um, especially to the masculine. I see this with someone who is very masculine in essence. This creates a delicious pool of forces between someone who is very feminine in essence. This seduction mixed with the energy of consciousness, this deep pleasurable energy to a pillar, to the anchor, which I'm talking about as a masculine here. Having like this anchor of presence to a woman's seduction is holy. It sends shivers down my spine. Right now, as I am speaking into this, the vision that I'm getting right now is sort of a woman giving a lap dance here. Watching a woman be in her energy, watching her sway her hips, touch her breasts, touch her skin, make eye contact and gaze into the person that she's dancing for. Watching her as she flicks her hair and moves her heart's rhythm to the sound of the music whilst the person that is watching is just stood still is sitting and absorbing and feeling and watching as she's doing this yet they are feeling with their presence they are feeling with the stream of consciousness that moves through them just to give some context into what i'm speaking to exactly when i speak about polarity so one of the teachings that i go by is through david data And there is a concept that I live by, which is the masculine and feminine polarity in intimacy. And what this means is that the feminine, whoever is holding the feminine pole, this doesn't have to be the woman, um, though most of the time it is as women are predominantly feminine in essence, but it doesn't always have to be that way. And whoever is holding the masculine pole, which can often be men, but doesn't always have to be men. So It can change, it can go from the woman to holding the masculine pole and the man to holding the feminine and vice versa um, to create delicious, deep, devotional intimacy. It is often the feminine pole holding, being held by the woman and the masculine pole being held by the man. So when I am referring to an anchor of consciousness here and the flow of energy, I am referring to the masculine pole holding this anchor of consciousness being the closest thing to consciousness that there is, um, as that is how the masculine energy is in its purest essence. And then I am referring to energy being the feminine, the feminine energy, meaning that the feminine is this constant flow of energy, this constant source of aliveness and this constant mix of emotion and sex and pleasure and love 
love in motion. So when these two come together, they actually create this amazing polarity that happens and creates deeper sexual attraction. It's that thing where opposites sort of attract, right? Like the batteries, the plus and the minus go on opposite sides, yet they create this energetic spark together. And this is a topic for a whole another episode, uh, but for now I'm just going to drop this in here so there is some context to what I'm talking about when I start speaking into these certain topics. So this might mean seducing through the body. You might find her coming out when you're dancing in front of your lover, when you're feeling this pleasure come through your body, when you're feeling like you're seducing them closer and closer and closer into you. You might let the pleasure flow through you as a teasing invitation in the moment. And let this be the language of your seductress in her highest power in her embodied state. Instead of seeing her as something that is power hungry, manipulative, she absolutely can be, but the thing is is that she is not just that. There is a huge side to her that our world has forgotten and it is just about time that I think we let her back in. So that is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the mini dive into these two archetypes. I love them so much. So it only seems fair to share these beautiful energies with all of you. And yeah, I would love to know if these have ever come out for you in your own life. Flick me a message on Instagram at samaya.priya. If you know where to find that, it will also be on the show notes and I would also love if you would leave a review if this show has affected you in any way, if any of my teachings or work has affected you in any way, then I would love if you would leave a review as this helps us reach more beautiful women all over the planet and sovereign beings all over. So if that is down your alley, I would be so deeply appreciative of that as we all create this sisterhood together. Until next time. And let this be the language of your seductress in her highest power, in her embodied state. Instead of seeing her as something that is power hungry, manipulative, she absolutely can be. But the thing is, is that she is not just that. There is a huge side to her that our world has forgotten. And it is just about time that I think we let her back in.